Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. The date is February 11th, 2019, and this is episode 39. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I... It's funny, the, th- the thought that I had in my head was that I'm currently copy editing my second book. And my second book was a really interesting process. I've shared about it before because, well, I forgot how to write a book from book one to book two. And I'm told that this is entirely normal where like... I would look at book one, emergency contact, and I'd be like, wow, like I pulled it off, I actually made a book, and the whole time during book two, I was just like, not being able to tap in any with any sort of like recognition or knowledge that like, wow, I'm inside of a second book, like I knew it ended, I knew I revised it, I knew I edited it, I knew that the editing almost like killed me, I knew that other people had read it and could vouch for it and be like, yes, this is objectively a book-like object or a convincing book. But it was really hard for me to grow to love it. Like, I had a lot of indecision around the title. I had a lot of indecision around the cover. And, you know, I had a lot of um, insecurity around the ending and none of these things were things that plagued me with the first book. Like with the first book, I I really struggled with the beginning and I really struggled with certain aspects of the protagonist exploring their own work. Um, and that was changing constantly, like up until the very, very last minute. It was just like bleeding red in, you know when it had all essentially been typeset which is just really suboptimal and affects a lot of other people um but when I received my second book to copy edit it you know I was writing my third book and really waffling as to whether or not I would write it in the third person or the first and um you know just feeling a lot of hesitation and a lot of that sort of tentativeness and you know I was doing this after I kind of like truly like failed (laughs) with um a a script I was writing like the adaptation of the first novel which just keeps kicking my ass and and I was just like really just in my head and up in the air and like slippery like everything was so slippery um But then when I started reading my second book, it was kind of awesome because for some reason, like, there's love there for it now. Like, it's, like, taken hold in me and I can recognize things that I enjoy about it. And not that I'm reading it like I would a book because that remove just isn't something that has happened to me ever yet. Like, even when I it's been like so long but even when I crack open the first book I'm just like oh my god this is too embarrassing um but there's nothing like flailing in a new project that really suddenly endears you to a much more completed previous project and that is just another 
piece of evidence that I need to store somewhere where it's accessible, where I'll remember it, of how much your perceptions change and how much your heart changes and especially as it like relates to your work because it's such a like weird gray space that you have to occupy and you you know you just don't have a lot of people in that space with you who can like testify to exactly as to like how you feel about something or whether or not something's like good or bad or whatever um so I wanted to share that and I wanted to share this like thing that I've just sort of isolated which was that in so many ways writing is the absolute worst work I could pursue as a compulsive eater and a food obsessive and just like a total addict who wants to like spring up and do something at the slightest like provocation of like discomfort because I realized that writing as with like heavy lifting type editing or anything the feeling that I have that settles around my neck shoulders and like sometimes my back but definitely like right squared out of my kidneys is that writing to me feels like a corollary to shame where like every little bit of progress that comes out of me and then is exposed and then I have uh, and then the horrible reverb of like looking at it and like recognizing that it's yours like but then it's like yours from inside but suddenly outside and that like sort of like cringy feeling really persist throughout the entire book writing process and so I don't know if anyone else relates to that but like you, you'll you know if you're a writer or an artist or like any creative that's like responsible for like outputting a unit you know a lot of people will be like oh you know I hate writing I just like the part when it's done and like a lot of people will just be like oh yeah like I dislike this or it's excruciating or whatever but for me it's like Again, I'm not so great at like identifying and naming my feelings, but it is exactly like shame, um, which is unsurprising that I would try to like eat over it or like, you know, smoke over it or like do anything like fuck with little things over it or like need to like look at my pores and pick at them or just like some sort of like fussy little activity that sort of quiets that as a self-soothing mechanism Um, but that kind of brings me to something that I in a really roundabout way sort of touched upon a few days ago which was that when you're in recovery and your feelings are suddenly accessible to you and you do not have any tools any like numbing force fields at your disposal Something happens with your sensitivity level to where your friends and the people that you want to surround yourself with can evolve. And I have to be particularly mindful of it because I, along with my addiction, have a lot of like terminal uniqueness problems, which is to say that like. I isolate because 
it's more comfortable for me and a lot of the reason that I can rationalize that to myself is that I think I'm really special or that I feel deeply misunderstood or um, you know I do this like judgmental ricochet thing where I preemptively judge other people for the traits that i recognize in myself and most despise and therefore cannot be around except the whole time I don't know that I'm doing it and all it is is just a string of indictments against this other person that of course I never say out loud because I'm like deathly afraid of confrontation um but yeah like I I just harbor these weird feelings and so I have to be really mindful about like whether or not I'm just creating a laundry list um to resent this person so I don't have to deal with them and so I have to sort of like do that check and be like is it that you don't want to deal with them because of something that you need to clear up with them that's a real thing and you love this person or do you not want to deal with them because you can no longer spend time with them in a meaningful way when you're sober and that's like kind of a very real thing and it's a deeply uncomfortable thing to like no and the thing that fucking sucks about that knowing is that you can't really unknow it and I am such once I get a value judgment in my head about like you know like norm like normalcy where it's like it is normal to like have friends and a lot of them at different levels I try to sort of ascribe to that no matter how it actually makes me feel in practice. Um, But because I'm trying not to do things like mindlessly or just rotely anymore because they just end up bothering me further down the line in ways that aren't productive for me um, in terms of like having meaning in my life and joy and like making work. I'm having to like just inspect and like really lovingly you know you'll hear this word a lot and I thought it was kind of like corny but like really lovingly detach from people who don't make you feel good and that like fills me with such guilt and it feels fills me with like such like it feels like I failed at something and I'm trying to sort of talk about that so I can eventually move away from it because in the same way that I've had to forgive myself for not being quote normal enough that I can hold down a regular job because it was like painful for me which is like you know I feel like such a privileged little you know whatever to be like oh I can't hold down a job it's you know whatever but yeah it just it was it was it was grueling and I disliked it and I disliked it vehemently and in that same way that like I had to give myself permission and I had to forgive myself that that path was not for me despite it being for a lot of other people um I have to kind of accept that with certain friends like being close to them or as close to them as I used to be may not be for me anymore or like certainly may not be for me in this moment and finding like serenity around that like I'm not allowing myself to like you know write up a big book of reasons why I'm right about it and why they're wrong you know Um, by that definition I have to just 
be in this like weird gray space of like not knowing what's going to happen to us and I don't like it but it feels more correct and intuitive for me than it does to just try to force a friendship with this person or try to force proximity and intimacy um and I also believe that like you know people know like I always call it animals like their animal knows that my animal is is not into it or like instinctively wishing that they'd cancel or whatever and yeah like I'm trying to think of time is this like really really finite gift and not squandering it with obsessive rumination and also spending time with people that I find it hard to value and all I'm saying is that like I don't have a clear-cut path or I certainly don't have like a to-do list of like how to deal with it other than to acknowledge that once you sort of like start rooting around in all your like boxes of shit that you have in your head and like start really inspecting like why you do the things the way you do them when ultimately makes you unhappy and why it takes you so long to find out that you're unhappy like once you start doing it things just kind of change and change sucks and I just wanted to put out there that I'm very much in this boat and if you are in the boat you know just hi (laughs) um and like offering just some space to find compassion for yourself for what you're capable of and what you're not capable of and being like okay with that um and being truly like steadfast and indifferent to the fact that other people may need different things from you um so yeah that's all I wanted to say the other thing I wanted to add about what we talked about yesterday in terms of like finding like a true north star within yourself as to why you're pursuing a particular creative path when there's like so much noise and there's so much like checking for other people's paths and a lot of conflict around like whether or not you should be doing your creative career for your main career for money and like all that stuff like the one huge reason why having that like engine within yourself is to like daily recommitting to your work and why that has to be like kind of like within you and um the another reason why is just like a very like worldly and real thing that um a lot of people are are experiencing with my level of experience and expertise or just you know lol age is that industries change so quickly and they are changing to the point of being virtually unrecognizable in mechanics and the way you squeeze money out of it like and it the, that that sort of like rate of i was about to call it mutation but that rate of change is so swift and only becoming faster and at a certain point like your work and desire to create work has to be in like fierce defiance of that and it has to be be with a trust that your voice will supersede all of that 
and it may not and that's like that's the rub and that's the friction and that's the tension and that is like you know that can feel like excruciating but that is the work at least I found anyway um, I wish you luck with everything that you're trying to accomplish I wish you gentleness and hope Um, yeah I hope you have a good day